Hey guys, Bill here, broadcasting live from the bath crew, bathroom, bathroom. I was trying to sound really clever there with my cat Oreo. If you can't tell, she's eating right now. All right, uh, today I sat down and caught up with Dave of 5150 Vapes. We discussed how our predictions, and we kind of talked about UFC 230, how that panned out for our picks. We also talked about some of what, uh, some of the things that are going on with the UFC, uh, uh, going forward, including, uh, some updates on Daniel Cormier and, uh, and the like. So if you like the UFC, this is a cool sit down with one of my favorite people, uh, Dave, Dave of 5150 Vapes. All right, so a, a quick solid shout-out to our strongest of supporters, Iron Asylum, located on KB Road in lovely Seoul, Dotna, Alaska. It's right off of Cape Beach Road. It's a really big location. Uh, it's a pretty cool location. It is, in my opinion, probably the best place to work out uh, on the peninsula. Uh, I well, of course, I really do think it is the best place to work out on the peninsula. Most bang for your buck, uh, access to really good equipment 24 hours a day, good, clean equipment. And the, one of the really cool things about uh, the, the gym is that if you want to become a member, then you have to get in touch with the owner and you have to sit down uh, with the owners, uh, Brandon and his wife, Jelani. And it's kind of like you're interviewing for a job because you get to be a part of the cool club. So, you know, if you see someone walking around town with an Iron Asylum shirt and you're like, hey, uh, you work out there, you can ask them a question. Most of these folks are really happy to talk about it. It's a really cool place uh, filled with some really, really, really cool people. All right. In upcoming episodes, we will be sitting down with more fighters to talk about fights and to talk about the UFC and, and the AFC uh, and uh, local fights to include uh, the fight before Christmas coming up with our friend Matt Plant. We'll be talking to him real, real soon. We'll also be talking to some of the fighters uh, on that upcoming card. Oreo the cat is looking at me curiously as if to say, what's up, dude? I'm trying to get out of here. Oreo the cat has left the bathroom. All right, uh, another solid shout-out, uh, 5150 Vapes, also located on Main Street in Soldatna. So, uh, yeah, congrats, you know. That's a place uh, that if you are into vaping, if you are a vapor, not like a vapor like, you know, you were a liquid, now you're a vapor or a gas. Um, but if you are trying to quit smoking and you uh, you want to get off this stuff, they sell the nicotine juices that will help you get off of the stuff. You can find all kinds of really, really, really cool flavors. Also, they have something called Shatter Batter. So if you're trying to turn your concentrates into something that is uh, vapable and, and more discreet, you want to get away from uh, making your clothes smell uh, like, you know, uh, like tobacco or anything, you know. Way to go, folks. If you're trying to quit smoking. Uh, that is 5150 Vapes. Also, Quinkadinkly, a big supporter of the fights and upcoming comedy. November 16th, our friend, uh, guest on the show, on the podcast, uh, on a pretty regular basis, Miss Cass Smiley, the 2017 or 2018, one of those years, uh, the uh, Anchorage Press Comedian of the Year. In fact, it didn't exist before her. They created it to give to her. So 
Uh, shout out to Cass Smiley. But she's not the headliner. That's the crazy thing. Every time we brought her down, she's the headliner. She's the big show. Not this time. This time, I'm really, really excited. Uh, Angie Stubbs uh, and Andy Hendrickson. If you're not familiar with Andy Hendrickson, check out Dry Bar Humor. He has written for Third uh, 30 Rock, not Third Rock. Maybe he wrote for Third Rock. I should take a bigger look at his IMDB to make sure that uh, he didn't write uh, for Third Rock. But I'm fairly certain he wrote for 30 Rock. He's also written for Craig Ferguson and David Letterman. So, I mean, that's pretty awesome. He's written some probably some of the, the, the best jokes that you've heard on some of those shows. And I always thought that Craig Ferguson was an improv guy. I didn't know he had writers. Well, I'm sure he had guys that were like, you know, kind of leaning him a certain way, but he wasn't reading off a teleprompter. I don't know how he did it. However, I didn't realize he had writers. I just thought he was like that clever. However, I guess even if you're that clever, sometimes you have writers. You have people that are kind of, you know, pushing you along. Uh, I, I think it was uh, Ghostface Killer of the Wu-Tang Clan. He was talking about the production of uh, of his album. I think it was Supreme Clientele. Uh, there was someone who was claiming uh, they, they had written songs or they had written portions of songs. And he was saying, you know, like everyone is contributing because everyone is trying to put out the best the, the best thing. So if someone said, hey, maybe this line or something like that, that you didn't write the song. You didn't, you know, you, you didn't do that. What you did was you contributed. You didn't necessarily uh, write a song. And so also I think it was Chris Rock who said uh, to Kevin Smith, uh, I say lots of funny shit. And, uh, you know, didn't didn't make Kevin Smith give him writing credit for Dogma. thought that was really cool. So Chris Rock, boom. Right there, another another solid uh, solid uh, show where uh, where a feller can what a guy can do when he's just playing with rules and he doesn't really give a shit because he says lots of funny shit and uh, you know he doesn't doesn't need to take all the credit all the time. So anyway, uh, yeah, back to this this podcast. We talked about UFC two thirty. We talked about uh, the sad, disappointing loss. That was uh, Derek Lewis to Daniel Cormier. We also talk a little bit, and this is the first I hear about Floyd Mayweather's upcoming fight. And I think we kind of discussed this a little bit. Floyd Mayweather has an upcoming fight uh, on um, on December 31st. It is at the Saitama Super Arena which has held fights uh, from from the GOAT, the heavyweight GOAT, Fedor Emelianenko, has had uh, New Year's Eve fights there. Uh, Vanderlei Silva Pride did some awesome, awesome uh, New Year's Eve events. And then a lot of those cool MMA events after Pride, uh, you know, Glory and K1, they do some really, really cool and have done in the past some really cool New Year's Eve fights. However, I think this is probably the biggest New Year's Eve fight ever Floyd Mayweather is fighting a guy whose name I can't pronounce, uh, who is 27-0 as a kickboxer and 4-0 in MMA. Uh, I would, I would bet money that it's not going to be an MMA fight and probably not going to be a kickboxing fight. It's probably going to be Floyd boxing somebody if I were going to put money on it. Anywho, uh, we talk, uh, yeah, we talk about Daniel Cormier and all kinds of stuff, really, and Fedor because, what would it be in a mixed martial arts conversation without 
uh, conversation about Fedor. And if you are a person who finds yourself in the physical uh, shape of Fedor, not like the actual badass, you know, but like what you look at, what you think about when you look at, a, at, at him or, or even DC, DC's another dad bod guy and just mauls people. So, you know what? Maybe he is the, maybe there's something to be said about that, about guys that, uh, don't cut weight and, and, um, are able to sort of move in their own, uh, rules. Maybe, maybe military PT tests are shit. Uh, and, and that, that argument has been made for, uh, a long time by, by some really, really great people. Uh, I know, you know what? That's a conversation for another time. Military PT tests. That's a conversation I'll have with someone who's probably still active duty and we'll have that conversation when we have it. However, uh, DC, Fedor Emelianenko, dream fight, make it happen, Scott Coker, make it happen, Dana White. Uh, yeah. So there you go. If you know either, either of those fellers, let them know that they should be listening to this podcast for some good ideas about some fights to make, like, uh, like DC and Fedor. Um, I think I want to see that more than I want to see Ryan Bader happen. And we've just seen that trades can happen with uh, Demetrius Johnson going to one and Ben Askren coming to the UFC. So, uh, you know what? Let's, let's make it happen. Let's make Fedor versus DC for New Year's Eve in the United States. Just an idea. Just saying. Just an idea. All right. Uh, that being said, uh, again, thanks to our supporters, 5150 Vapes and... Iron Asylum. If you are interested in either of those fine folks, be sure to check them out on social media, on Facebook and on Instagram, Iron, uh, at Iron Asylum AK or at 51 underscore babes. I think it is. Maybe I'm probably wrong. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm sure someone will tell me. All right. Trap Lord Circuit, take it away. That's a hell of a way to start it though, like that. <laughs> you, ever, you ever see Black Mirrors? Is Black Mirrors Dark Mirrors on Netflix? No, not yet. Okay, so a series on Netflix. I want to say it's Black Mirrors. It might be Dark Mirrors. I don't know. Same thing. I think it might be dark. Same thing. <laughs> Anywho, there is a, there's a, this episode okay. where these couples go on a date, and they um, it's sort of like set up like a like an app, but okay. whatever like it, how much time you're gonna get with them is predetermined at the very beginning of the relationship. Really? Yeah. But you have to agree to it. You have to agree to look at how much time you guys are going to be together. You can see it be like six hours, and that's all you got. And it's done. You say six years, you got to agree six years of the time frame. We're rocking this out. Think more or less. Damn. This is bad bitch. 22 years. Come on. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, it was a crazy thing, though. Like, it was a really, really crazy... Well, then this is what I guess what I'm getting to. Is one of the relationships, one of the early relationships in there... It was destroyed by uh, drinking water, and because uh, this chick couldn't get past it, and so he he found something he couldn't get past in her, and it just boiled and boiled and boiled, and they went their separate ways. Wow! Yeah, if I could remember the name of this Netflix series, I would recommend it highly. I'm gonna go home tonight because. Just look My dog won't be there. Seth's going to Hawaii for a week. So I'm going to be at home just Netflixing it up. Yeah. yeah. Probably naked on my couch. Nice. Solid way to be. So surprise visit at your house. You're going to see balls. You might see balls. Solid. <laughs> All right. <laughs> UFC 230 just happened this weekend. Oh, 
talk a little well uh, about the main and the co-main. Those are, Ooh. I think, where uh, well, unless you want to talk about more of the cards specifically, but I think the Jacqueries who well, Jared Cannonier mm-hmm. uh, and um, and Israel Alasanya uh, mm-hmm. became stars. I think that that, yeah. that happened. I think that Jared Cormier, uh, uh Cannonier, Jared Cannonier of Anchorage, Alaska. Of uh, I believe he came out of Legacy. Yes. Uh, put on a hell of a show. Put on a hell of a show. Wow. I was. He um. He looked like uh like a caveman. Yes. He just he came out there, and he handled business and he went to work and and he um. Yeah, he looked great. He he came in on on short notice. Is it notice? Yeah, he, well, he was scheduled to, to fight uh, on, I believe it, it is... The next fight night. Yeah, on the next fight night, which would be this Saturday. So mm-hmm. so he jumped up a week, you know, which isn't, I guess, such a big deal if you're already in camp. But he did, and, and he came through, and he, he looked really good. All right, so now uh, we go to Israel Adesanya. Gosh, I'll, I don't want to brutalize uh, his name as I'm well. I'm going to try to say Derek Brenson. Uh, wow. Wow, um, I think that that guy just uh, well, he became a star. He he didn't just become somebody to watch. He's somebody that I want to watch fights. And it, you know, I don't care if it's for a belt or not. I want to see him fight exciting fights. And that wasn't only me. He's really after that fight. He's just not for the title. He deserves a title. I'm like, wait a minute. There's other guys in that division that are in line. Yeah. Well. You know, Robert Whitaker is... I mean, he does have a fight scheduled. Uh, I mean, kind of. I think he's got the, the ultimate fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got other guys that are that are kind of in that line. But I think that if you can if you can put him in, in another fight before New Year's, you do it and you pay that man whatever he wants. And if it's a fight with Anderson Silva uh, and you got to pay them both a million dollars, damn it, Dana White... You pay those men a million dollars. If you want my sixty dollars, Dana White, you pay those men two dollars or two million dollars. You know what they're worth. You want that sixty dollars in mind. There's a lot of guys I think that would pay sixty bucks to to watch. I mean, just if I know that's on there, um, that that already bumps my chances buying the card up. You know, I think that you can make that happen before New Year's, uh, and why wouldn't you want to do that? Exactly. Um, Okay, so now, who else would you want to see uh, see Israel fight at 185? I gotta say Silva. I just think that'd be an amazing fight. That'd be so much fun to watch. It would be those guys. Both. I, 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 maybe, maybe, maybe it's a striking clinic. Maybe mm. it's something super cool. Maybe it's something that we've never seen before. Um, or, or, or maybe Anderson Silva takes him down and and shows us that he's still a, you know, like the crafty veteran. Because I think it'd probably be a, a fight of who can get hit the least with throwing the most amount of punches at each other. And that would just be watching those two guys work, where they're sitting there throwing haymakers at each other and dodging them all. What? And you have the Anderson Silva, um, pre Weidman Silva. Pre Weidman Silva, you have you have Peak Anderson Silva, uh, say around the the Patrick Cote time where he's Ooh. just he's just destroying people, and 
no one was making it to the third round. Like those that you know, when when Patrick Cote fought Anderson Silva and he threw up like the the three because he made it to like the third round because no one had made it that far. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that's the Anderson Silva that was just so good. One of my favorite fights of Silva is people don't give enough credit, and that was when he fought Lieben in his first UFC fight. When Lehman took some oh, shots of melon and did not stop gosh. coming forward. And I was a fan of Silva then because he was walking backwards while still landing those shots while avoiding Lehman, who's just walking into him like there's nothing. I was like, dear Jesus, you let him land one or let this guy Silva lay out Lehman. One of the two has got to happen. All right, so so there are, there are a couple... Anderson Silva fights where it's like this guy's not from this planet yes uh, one of them is Stefan Bonner who uh, by the way ended up getting popped for steroids <laughs> interesting thing for that is like it didn't matter that he was on steroids Anderson Silva made it look like it was he was playing with him he was just dodging everything uh, he was leaning against the cage and still just dodging punches you know uh, vertically, like they're standing up, and and Stefan Bonner's throwing everything he can at him, and mm-hmm. there's Anderson Silva just dodging him. Or the fight with Forrest Griffin, who, by the way, apparently, as the story goes, was was pretty concussed from his uh, his training with Vanderlei Silva at the time. Vanderlei Silva and the the guys from from Shootabox in Brazil were you know they were really known for their training. That's why they're you know like at this point they're not necessarily known for their math skills. Was that um, the fight that? Uh Griffin had the famous exiting line when Joe when Joe Griffin said, "What happened in this fight?" He grabbed the mic and said, "I'm knocked the fuck out," and then walked out the cage. Was that when he fought Silva? It might have been. I, um, I don't. I don't know if he even stayed in the cage that long. I think that we got up. They did an interview, and then he was going around behind to go out the side, and Rogan turned around. Hey, what happened in that fight? <laughs> I knocked the fuck out, and then left. And Rogan stood there just. Okay. All right. Yeah. What do you out of your spot of that? It's like the the man, the man who is the reason. I mean, solely in in big part is uh, the reason any of those guys are still working. In a very real way, that first tough finale. Oh, him and Bob. Um, yeah. God. Which, by the way, uh, oh, Anderson Silva beat them both at two oh five. Yes. So there you go. Those two fighting were still my one of my top three fights. I love to watch these guys that give their throw. It was that one, or Diego Sanchez versus, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy who was a strike force champion for a while. It's a Mexican also. What's his name? Oh, it's no bother now. I don't know what you're talking about. When, uh, uh, Diego Sanchez fought this kid. Uh, well, not kids, older guy. Both are Mexican. They both got there and said, this is for Mexican pride. And they stood in the middle of that cage and swung for the fences and had probably one of the best fights I've ever seen in my life. The two guys... They would get hit, get rocked at the ground. We went back up, let them get back up, get their head straight. All right, step forward. Just kept swinging. I was. It was an amazing fight. I gotta find out what it is. Okay, so let's go back to the immediate reactions from uh, from USC two thirty. The Weidman Jacare fight is Weidman cursed at Madison Square Garden. No. Weidman had that fight, in my opinion, up until the last. So it doesn't. So until he got knocked out, he was winning the fight. Yes. Okay. Uh, so it, that makes sense, you know. And Jacare now is like he's the Brazilian zombie. Uh, uh, by the way, um, 
still one of the baddest men on the planet. Oh, clearly. Down. So I, I say that he should probably, if anyone deserves that next title shot, it should be Jacare, just based on principle. Uh, he's 38. He's my age, and he's still competing at this high level, beating some of the best fighters on the planet. I would have to say that the Jacare deserves that that next shot at the champion. All right. Uh, Gilbert so Melendez. Gilbert Melendez and Diego Sanchez, great fighters. Holy shit. Uh, those are really, really good fighters. You said Gil- Gilbert and I did not. Uh, Gilbert Melendez is a bad, bad man. Okay, but before um, I forget, that fight with Weidman proved because before that fight, a lot of the review, a lot of the other people, like the reviews, the the betting men, whatever you call them, they were all coming out and saying Weidman has a very, very suspect chin. He's got a weak chin, and Jacare's going to lay him out the first. He proved hands down that fight he can take a fucking hit. Some of those punches that landed flush, and he just swung back. It was, oh my god, hats off to Weidman for taking that many shots to the dome piece and not giving up to that point. Until he couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> now, um, that referee. Okay, so uh, I believe that was Steve Marigliata. Yep. Who, by the way, Dan uh, Dan Marigliata. If if you're uh, refing at that at that level, you're, you're the best of the best, right? Yes. So uh, so. Herb Dean. <laughs> Don't say that about Herb Dean. Herb Dean's one of the greatest. All right. Herb, Herb Dean's one of the few uh, refs with actual fighting experience. But, but okay, so 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 Big Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Dan, I've never let, seen Big Dan let a guy take unnecessary punishment. Kudos to, uh, to Jacques Array for not, like, throwing down some heavy hands <laughs> on the already severely concussed Chris Weidman. Those were glancing blows off the top of mm-hmm. his head. Uh, and it was just until Dan and they weren't throwing any force. We watched the punches. No. He's just flailing his arm down, hitting him in the head, trying to get Dan to realize. But when he went over, he stood over there when Weidman rolled over to his belly and grabbed a hold of his leg. He looks right at Dan, and Dan's like, "I ain't calling it yet." It's like, dude, he's out. His eyes were rolling in his head. He was in nine night land. He was snoozing Chuck. And well, and I, Joe Rogan had a little cover up at the end. He goes. None of us were in there. We don't know. We didn't see what Dan seen. Dan's a great referee. Yeah. Hats off to him. Um, I didn't see whether or not Weidman's dad screamed, he's still my boy. <laughs> um, but I don't know that Chris Weidman should ever fight at Madison Square Garden because I think his two losses are at MSG. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of his losses. So his loss to Yoel Romero and his loss to Jacques Array, both at Madison Square Garden. That man should not be on Madison Square Garden cards anymore. Now, um, does that no way with him doing this fight taint his record of being a bad man? He has lost mm-hmm. two phenomenal fighters. No, he's lost to the best. He's like... He's, um, Breathing losses totally? Uh, yeah, I don't know what he does after fighting. Um, I, do, I don't know how many, like, he's, if he took some time off, you know, we've seen that with, with other fighters, take some time off from fighting uh, to get, you know, so to take some time to get their body healthy and mm-hmm. take a couple of years off. That man could train for a, little, for, for a while or coach or just take some time off, reevaluate, maybe come back at 205 as a faster, stronger version of Ooh. himself. Um, so, I mean, you're talking about a guy who's getting older. Um, I think 185 maybe isn't necessarily the best place for him anymore. Um, but if he's getting laid out by Jacques Ray late in the third round, then, you know, I don't know what he looks at, looks like at 205 uh, against 
you know, let's say against uh, John Jones, you, no. you, you immediately throw him into the top, uh, you know, the top guys. What do you throw? Why not throw him in there at two hundred five with a, like a healthy, um, uh, a healthy Rockhold? That would be a good fight. I would love to see that. Healthy Rockhold, healthy Weidman at two hundred five. Probably a more healthy weight class for the two of them. Oh yeah, for sure. And Weidman not not he probably walks around at two hundred five. Well, he probably walks around at heavyweight. He probably walks around at two thirty. He's a big dude. He's a big, strong guy. Cut that, cut that much less, and get in there and throw those hands. I mean, I don't, I don't know what he walks around at, dude. I have no idea. But he's a bad, bad man, and I'm sure that uh, dehydration might have something. I don't know, man. I'm not a Jacques Ray is just a beast, though, in his own right. If Jacques Ray to land that shot, it would have put any of us to sleep as well. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, main um, event. Main event. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about. Um. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure we did a, a podcast what, a week ago, and I called it to be just like it was, and you said, no, it's going to be amazing, and I called it exactly how it happened, that that uh, Daniel Cormier would not stand and bang. He would just go in for the takedowns and get on top. I did earn a lot of respect for Cormier for the fact that he was still trying stuff while Derek Lewis, Captain America, Mr. Wonderful himself, Somehow got back to his feet, and that was impressive. The guy that they said has no wrestling to make it out the first with big belly fucking Cormier on him, who was impressive. He's a big dude, man. <laughs> Derek, Lu- Derek Lewis is the black beast, not the little bitch. <laughs> he's, a, he's a big, strong dude. And here's it like, he was submitted by the heavyweight champion of the world, who's a jujitsu brown belt. And uh, you know, a, wrestler. A, Olympic wrestler. It's not like he's you know like like he lost to me. Like <laughs> it's like if I kick Derek Lewis's ass in anything, like in rock paper scissors, he should probably be able to fuck <laughs> me up. Like he should be able to exert enough force that like his if rock he, like if his paper. like if his rock comes down, like yeah, my paper might shatter and become so, like something else. <laughs> Um, he's a big dude. You know, like, there'd be concussive force if he went with Rock. Now, after that fight was over, when Cormier announced what he announced, how did you feel? Um, I really... St- okay, so I watched the fights, didn't stick around for them. Um, I, I missed what he said. You kind of mentioned that he, he's, you know, like, John... He said that John Jones doesn't deserve to be in the ring with him. Nope. And that his uh, next fight will be in March against Lesnar... And after he beats Lesnar, he wants to retire as the champ champ of two divisions. The great He says he is the GOAT of MMA. And I'm sorry, Cormier, you cannot sit here and tell me you are the greatest fighter of all time. If you have two losses on your record to John Jones, and, and one of them you can, de- you can say, all right, he cheated. And the other one, you say, ah, it's a little bit suspect. You got a little bit something... Someone maybe put something in his shit at the end. Um, you know. Hey, Dave. Yeah? Can I squeeze back there and give you a hug? Then, you know, you're... Okay, sorry. Dave's getting a hug right now. There's a lady coming back to give Dave a hug. Dave's a lovely guy. Um, man, I, I don't know. I don't even remember what we were talking about. Talking about Daniel Cormier calling himself the goat. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, I was trying to get away from that. All right, so Daniel Cormier saying, or referring to himself as the GOAT. Um, okay, if 
first off, you're saying that the Cain uh, Velasquez is the greatest heavyweight of all time. He said that in an interview, like in an interview, like last week. Yep. Um, greatest heavyweight. He's greatest the greatest heavy, fighter. He's the greatest fighter. Well, no, he can certainly make that case. He's um, he's a two division champion. It uh, it weight classes with the hardest hitting people, right? Now, with me, you can't call yourself the goat. You have to be have somebody outside of your circle say, "Hey, you are the greatest fighter of all time." I've never heard any interviews they've mentioned Daniel Cormier as the greatest fighter of all time. Have you? Man, I don't. And that's such a big like. That's a weird list because that's like. That's like a like a your favorite band or your favorite rapper or your favorite song. Mm. Like that shit should change on a pretty regular basis as your tastes change. Uh, like I go, I go back on forth back and forth between Anderson Silva, Fedor, and Anderson Silva. Um, yeah, but that that's those are those are the only three names: Fedor, Anderson, Fedor. You know, like that's it. You don't say you, you don't put Cormier in that talk. As the greatest fighter of all time. Okay, so he beat Anderson. He beat Anderson at two hundred five by wrestle fucking him. It was not an exciting fight. You want to fight? You want to excite me? DC fight like a, a like a, and not like a late replacement. <laughs> uh, Anderson Silva, like Anderson took it on three days' notice. No, yeah. no, nah, nah, dude. Anderson Silva, full training camp, two hundred five, super fight, two million dollars a piece. <laughs> Dana White, if you want my 60 bucks, you make that happen. Or Cormier retired from UFC, jumped to Bellator, God damn. hop in that cage against a heavyweight Fedor, let's see what's up. I like I like that that, that was spoken into the universe, because I think that's another thing that should happen. That's a lot I of would, money. I would like to see... I would pay $100 for that fight. Be big, I mean, so Fedor in, in Asia... When Japan was, as far as I know, one of the the only major markets for mixed martial arts, oh, um, you know, Japan was, you know, was, and Pride, Fedor oh. was fucking, he was a monster in Pride. Um, all those guys were. Uh, Fought they, anybody in any weight class. But they had, like, commercials. Like, like there was, um, I think it was, like, Mark Coleman and Vanderlei Silva, like, in a Downey commercial. Like, you can... You can look up Vanderlei Silva commercials from Japan, and you'll see all kinds of weird stuff. Same thing with any of those dudes. You throw in any of those Pride guys, and you're going to find, like, weird commercials, because they were huge mm-hmm. in Japan. They're like movie stars. Yeah. So, you throw that on over there, and I'm sure you throw it, let's see, put that on in China. I say, cause Pride is back up and going, though, isn't it? Pride isn't one FC, which uh, which just committed a trade, the, the trade between Ben Askren and Demetrius Johnson. Oh my God, Askren's um, UFC now, right? Askren is UFC. He oh. was the one welterweight champion. He is a fucking beast. He's a murder grappler. He's a oh. he's a fantastic murder wrestler. Oh. And now he's in UFC and he's begging for a fight from anybody. He doesn't care what who it is in the division. He wants to fight. Uh, I heard he was likely to be Robbie Lawler. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Man, so. Ooh. Robbie so, Lawler. Okay, so I'm trying to remember his the last time here. his grandma's here. Yes, she goes in with my buddy Mike. Oh, we well, can't we can't give too much too much information about where Robbie Lawler's grandma. You're saying that she was married. I was watching about the fights and they were on TV, and I was like, "Hey, there's Lawler." And she pulled pictures out. Oh, that's my grandkid. I was like, well, "Are you serious?" I had to shake her hand. She's a great, great grandson. Her grandson's an amazing fighter. She just stared at me. 
thrown out there. Um, he's good. He's a beast. Um, has he, and I, I'm off the top of my head, has he fought since he lost the belt? I'm sure he has. I have not seen a fight yet since he lost the belt. So, no, wait. He fought once, a couple months ago. That's how hard Tyron, uh, Tyron Woodley. Tyron? Tyron. Tyron. I heard Tyron. I heard all kinds of names. I, I certainly wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't call him Tyquil. Um, I don't but, know. Other <laughs> but he hits so hard. Um, I, 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 I oh God. Forget what day you fought. Like he's he connects right. You wake up a few days later. Yeah, you wake up a few days later wondering what am I fighting next? My fight's in what a week? Nope, you already fought. You forget that week. Fuck. Like I almost. I almost feel bad for Colby Covington, but not not really. <laughs> like there there are occasions where like you ask for the ass whipping, and I'm like I'm guilty of it myself. Sometimes you ask for the ass whipping, and and you get it and you deserve it. <laughs> that right? boy's not gonna be ready for what's gonna happen. I I don't man. I, he's, he's gonna stand and bang. I don't think he's gonna stand and bang for very long. I think he's going to learn, like, I think he's going to get a shot in the ribs, um, and then, and then he's going to get another shot in the ribs. I, I have a feeling, like, his, I was listening to Jedi Mind Tricks today, and, and I want to say it was Chief Kamach, might have been some other member of the JMT, it certainly wasn't Vinny Paz, he said, I'll crush your skeleton to fucking gelatin, (laughs) and... I thought I can see that 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 can happen. Tyrone's gonna try his hardest to punch kid, him just, in his liver and squish his liver between his spine just, and his fist, just liquefying his ribs. Ah, it's gonna be glorious. He's a strong man. He is a. I would love to see him and Ben Askren go at it though. Uh, well, I, I want to see what their practices are like. Like there, that was um. I mean, there are a couple of stories. Like there's a story about Vanderlei and uh, Shogun and and a puppy. So, uh, I'll get to Tyron and, and Ben Askren and other guys. Um, so, there was a puppy, and I guess uh, Shogun was he, he bred pit bulls. Or, you know, okay. And that was, uh, you know, that was what he did. So, anyway, he gave a puppy to Vanderlei, and I guess Vanderlei thought it was a gift. Shogun said, hey, you know, like, where's my money? And the agreement was settled. Uh, they said, you know, we'll spar, and whoever wins, uh, if you win, I pay you for the puppy. If I win, the puppy's mine. So Vonderlei said he didn't, it turns out he didn't pay for the puppy. Mm-hmm. I want to see that sparring session. That's going to be a brutal That That's one of those. Um, now, Daniel Cormier was asked about fighting Cain Velasquez. Yes. And he said, you know, like, we fight all the time in the gym. You can see us train all the time. Like, that, that shit's free. Uh, they're just not trying to hurt each other. Because this is a real, real sport. Like, these dudes are getting fucked up for real. <laughs> um, so, you know, he's, you know, he's got his, his things he's got to worry about. But I guess what I'm saying is, like, if Ben Askren and and and, and old uh, old Champ Woodley have probably gotten it done uh, several times, yeah, and I'm sure in the, the the years that you know they've known each other since college to uh, training at Rufus Sport, I'm I'm pretty sure like part of the reason Ben Askren looks like he got into a fight <laughs> with a bear is because of Tyron. 
And I'm pretty sure the reason that the that, that, that old Mr. Woodley, Champ Woodley, is a fucking man bear pig, <laughs> a big part of that is because of Ben Askren, because Ben Askren is a murder wrestler. And so is so is Mr. Woodley. Um, the, I mean, you can see videos of, like, if, yeah, Ben Askren, Marcelo Garcia. Google that. Ooh. Thank me later. Yeah. Um, so Marcelo Garcia, one of the, the finest jiu-jitsu practitioners in the world, and he's just pulling the same shit on Ben Askren. Ben Askren can't do anything about it mm-hmm. uh, in training. And it's like, you understand that there are levels to this. Uh, there's levels to all of this. And um, I don't... Man, I want to see Ben Askren fight pretty much anybody. I don't necessarily want to see him fight Robbie Lawler. Um, I mean, Lawler's you got to... Beast in his own right. But if, here's, here's what happens, though. If Robbie Lawler... If Robbie Lawler knocks out Ben Askren... Mm-hmm. You can't deny Robbie Lawler uh, a shot at the belt. No. No. Not at all. Um, but if Ben Askren mauls Robbie Lawler, who do you put him in against at 170 to, to tie it over till till Champ Woodley uh, moves up or retires? Uh, or do you just accept that we'll never, we may never see the best of the best? Because I really do believe... When you look at, I don't think Tyron uh, Tyron Woodley is wrong when he says that he is uh, the best uh, welterweight champion of, of, of all time. I think that I think that if you look at uh, his long term track record, look at it in Strikeforce, you look at it in the UFC. Um, I, I think that, and you look at the level of competition uh, between now and ten years ago. But that's um, the difference. Is ten years ago they were fighting the best, the best at that time. As a sport evolves. So if you look at that, in 10 more years, we'll say that Woodley would be able to fight anybody 10 years from now. Well, the, the thing is, is that some of the, a lot of those guys are still kind of around. Um, th- those guys have been around more than 10 years. And we could make GSP versus Woodley. Uh, but, uh, but according to, to the interwebs, uh, he doesn't want to get hit. Uh, Mr. Woodley hits too hard. I don't want to see GSP fight anybody. I'm not a GSP fan. I don't know, man. I want to see GSP in, in, in fights. I want to see him... I want to see him in Silva. <sighs> Just because Silva will avoid the takedown and tag his <sighs> ass. So great. So great. All right. Um, I got to... I You know what? I got to dip out. I got to pick up my boy. I completely spaced on, uh, on my boy. But we've got other things that we've got to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to get to some of these things really, really quickly uh, and get to the pluggings. Because okay. we got about two minutes. All right, this Illuminati this Friday. I'm sorry, this Saturday night. Myself and DJ Biz will be taking over at uh, Parker's, and it is kind of a house party two themed party. The pajama jammy jam. Wear your onesie. Wear your negligee. Wear both. It's cold. If you don't want, if you have a negligee, uh, I wouldn't wear it because it's cold. I won't wear mine. Don't worry. Um, unless you're gonna wear long johns underneath, like that could be cool. I got yeah. a beer mug onesie. I'll wear. Okay. Yeah, I got my Ted onesie. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's got like a hole in the like the crotchial area. I got one that's got beer mugs all over it and has a, a butt flap. I was excited about having that. The men's room at, at Parker's isn't a place that you want to use your... I mean, yeah, we'll, there's no door. <laughs> um, all right, also, comedy night. Uh, November 16th, Friday, uh, 7 o'clock, Don Jose's. And then uh, later on, I think 9, 30, 10 o'clock-ish, okay. we're looking at uh, Parker's for over 21. Family-friendly comedy... At the one and only Don Jose's. Yep. 
It'll be a good good night. Lots it will fun. be a good good night. I'm excited. Oh, by the way, I, I, I told uh, told him I'd mention this. So they have blueberry cobbler MRE, which is a meal replacement um, shake uh, at um, Iron Asylum, and uh, just had uh, had some of that. I have it in the morning with my coffee. Uh, it's, a, it's a Tim Ferriss thing. You have at least twenty uh, grams of protein in the morning. Yeah. So uh, get your brain going with a little bit of protein. Perfect. All right, uh, Dave, Phil, 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 yes, Phil, yes. People should buy life insurance from Phil. People should. All right. It's more than just life insurance, though. Well, the biggest thing is it's more towards you know later in life planning. Plan. That's the biggest problem nowadays is people don't plan, and then when you get to that point, you're kind of you know out of luck. You, you know, it's too late at that point. There is a, a, a timeline. There is an expiration date on that. And uh, part of what I do is not just life insurance. It's sitting down and planning for that future and making sure that you're not that guy that at 56 years old still has to go and work two, three, four jobs, part-time jobs, just to be able to stay in your house or just to be able to provide a fraction of the lifestyle that you had when you were. Or you got to go all Heisenberg and cook meth. You know, well, you know, that. I mean, there is that option, but, you know, <laughs> you still die because you need health insurance. At, hey, at least with me, you don't get arrested for it. That's now, an, that's get, an indictment of the health industry. All right, guys, I got to go pick my kid up and go do dad shit. Gentlemen, we'll do this again this week. Now, yeah. Phil, if someone wants to get in touch with you to go buy life insurance or whatever it is that you do. All they have to do is give me a call, 907-953-9317, and we can set up a time that works for them to sit down and talk. All right. By the way, his, uh, his office is veteran-owned, as Phil himself is a veteran. Yes, not sir. your veterinarian. Do not leave your cat with him. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast. You guys are beautiful. Later, brother. All right. Keep it, keep it gangster.